All right, ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing this afternoon? Uh, my name is Sabron Worthy. This is Earl Wallace. And this is Firm Fatherhood. Coming back to you for a whole nother episode. Uh, it's a long time coming, um, but we finally back at it again, uh, trying to make something happen here. Uh, how's it going, Earl, man? How you been, bro? It's been a minute since we did any recording, man. Everything good with you? Uh, yeah, I'm doing real well. Doing real well. Got a couple uh, projects we've been working on. That's why we haven't been uh, on the podcast so heavily. We've been uh, working in conjunction with uh, Pretty Passionate Hands. Um, we have a special guest today. We're going to introduce to you guys. But uh, yeah, busy times. You know, it's the holiday season. Busy being a dad and all that fun stuff. So uh, without further ado, we would like to introduce to you Miss Paradise Bradford. Um, she is the CEO, CFO. She is the HNIC, all that of, uh, <laughs> Pretty Passionate Hands. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Uh, paradise so that you can introduce yourself tell us about yourself thank you and welcome and thanks for having me here Uh, my name is paradise bradford i'm the founder and ceo of pretty passionate hands and then all the other caps that um i'll wear as well that mr earl has told you um i am proud to be a partner with the firm fatherhood i am also a men's advocate um and I am here, happy to um, be here to have this discussion and be a part of a firm fatherhood. So thank you guys. Uh, Ms. Paradise has really got us going leaps and bounds. That's probably why we haven't been here for such a long time. Like Earl said, man, we are, we got some big things coming down the pike. We really do. Uh, and, and a lot of thanks to that is going to, to Ms. Paradise. She's kind of showing us the, uh, showing us the ins and outs, a lot of this stuff that's going on right now. So please stay tuned. Uh, to a lot of the things that we have in conjunction with one another coming your way very soon. Uh, we'll be announcing some of that stuff here uh, um, throughout the broadcast. So uh, be looking for us. Be looking for us. We're doing big things out here. So, But today, uh, let's talk about the title a little bit. Today we are here talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. child support. This is going to be, yeah. this has been a long time coming. And we have been discussing, wanting to... Uh, uh, broached this topic on the show uh, since the show, uh, you know, came to be. Uh, this is always since before and, that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hey, these are long conversations and long talks uh, on front porches, on back patios, and and uh, everywhere that I can possibly think of since we were younger men about how what we think about this child support system. So, oh man, let's 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 dig into this, man. Let's see exactly what. Uh, the ins and outs of this uh, this thing called child support is, and uh, Miss Miss Paradise is going to give us her thought process on it, and uh, that's going to be interesting as well. So yeah, she has a, a different take on child support, you know, and she has to because she's the first female invited to the Firm Fatherhood podcast, yes. so yeah. she absolutely has to have something, <laughs> you know, just thought provoking to say. So I, I'm excited today to hear, yeah. you know. I've already heard it, so I'm I'm excited to you know talk about it so that you guys can share in on this uh, content that we're uh, bringing to you guys. So, oh man, 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 it's gonna be something else. Uh, like Earl said, the first female uh, on the podcast, and uh, she has some great things to say, uh, interesting things to say, and we're gonna try to look at this thing from all sides and see if we can take it apart and uh, find some answers to this thing. Okay, all right. So let's kind of just start from the very beginning. Um, child support. Um, well, let's 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 back it up. Why don't we let her introduce herself and you know her background? Give a little bit of that first. Let's start there. Okay. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. What What you got for us, Paradise? Give me give us a little background on you and and kind of how we came to be as far as uh, uh, how we started talking about this when we first when we first kind of met and, and, and broached the conversation. Yes. So um, child support, I am very transparent with it. I have my different values and thoughts about it, but um, I'll give you a little insight on who I am. And then it probably will help you relate when we have those conversations on why I may feel the different ways I feel about child support. Mm-hmm. Uh, mother, 
of seven children. I have seven children's fathers. Um, I had my first child when I was 15. So the children that I had at a younger age, their fathers are completely different than the fathers that I had at an older age in my 30s. But still child support, you know, it happens to be something that I do not believe in. I do believe that there are, um, there's options, but I believe there should never be a court order for um, any individual mother or father to take care of their child. But another reason why I say that is because I have been out here with my children since I was 15 years old and mm -hmm. I had did everything that I needed to do to provide for them. Um, there is a system for us to help us, you know, become sustainable individuals. And I do feel that sometimes bitterness, anger, um, laziness, or no motive in life could make child support more of an income and something that a lot of individuals feel like they are they have to have because they had a child. Um, for me, I think child support is just like any other support that you get in the um in our government system or what however you may look at it. Um, once the courts have come into stepping in and telling somebody they have to pay, it has now became a government order. Um, other than a father who's saying, hey, I'm gonna take care of my child, I'm gonna do these things. Um, as a single mom, I have never received child support. Just in 2010, my um, oldest son's dad was released from prison after 10 years and the courts had ordered him to pay child support only because I was on um, TANF, which is welfare, uh, cash assistance for people who don't know, um, back in 2010 when my son was born. And when I found out that if he was, if I received TANF, that he would have to be put on child support, I did stop the TANF payments, but the courts had overturned it and because he went to prison, they carried on that order until he was released from prison, which was 10 years later. So that's the first time I got child support. It's not something that he pays all the time or whatnot, but I don't see how, you know, the battle for it in courts, um, especially if you don't have a wealthy individual you're battling with for child support, it's just not something I see necessary. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I got a question for you. So going into the situation um, that you don't believe in child support, um, have you had different situations and different um, times that you've been in court and you've actually seen the system at work? And, and, and if so, how did you, what did you think about the system once you kind of got into it and were they, uh, well, that's a little question. We'll, we'll start there. Once you, have you ever been to court and seen the system work for yourself? I mean, what did you think about it? Um, I have been to court for child support um, at one time and $25 or the bare minimum for your child to be provided for. It doesn't even out to the stress. Um, it doesn't even out to the, the problems that it's causing in a household. It doesn't even out to the stress that our children or the individuals will have to deal with um, during that, that time, you know? So, mm -hmm. so does it work for some people? I guess $25 may be that valuable. Um, I, like I said, if it's a wealthy individual, you know, and you know, you planned your family together and you knew that this woman wanted to be a stay-at-home mother or a stay-at-home father and you were the breadwinner and you know you were the sole provider, then I think child support will work in your favor if the justice system is doing it correctly. Um, as in looking at everybody as an individual in the situation, not the mental and physical, I mean, sorry, the mental and emotional side of what is happening at the time. Yeah, to be honest, $25, um, <laughs> that ain't worth the Uber drive or the the paying of the parking to get downtown nowadays. So no, I, I agree with that. You know, sometimes we go to court and we're fighting for crumbs, but <clears throat> sometimes it's absolutely needed, you know. I am um, speaking on my behalf. I had to go to court to get a child support order and, you know, and it wasn't even about the money for me. It was more so I needed the rights as a, as a parental dad, you know, I, I didn't have custody, but I was the non custodial parent and I had to have rights and my rights weren't being represented. So I had to spend a lot of bread just so I can get some act rights. So on my side of the things, child support was absolutely needed. It was, it was a necessary evil that I had to pay. I had to get them folks involved. I hate that I had to, but I absolutely had to in order to get some act right with my uh, with my co-parent. So do you feel that 
it was more so important to you about the time or um, just happened to use that to be able to get which get the time needed or because you said the money wasn't a problem, but it was more so your rights. So for me, um, visitations was very important to me. And um, it's sad for my family because my kids' fathers do not pay child support or even want to give time. So for me, going to court when Miss um, C was asking about like, was justice on my side? I didn't win in child support court because even though they ordered him to pay like a hundred and something dollars a week, I asked for visitation rights. I wanted my son to be with his dad. And in that visitation with the um, with the court orders, you know what I mean? My thing was forget the child support, keep the child support. Can you come and get your son? That's what was important to me. So kind of to relate what you were saying, like my rights. For me, my his rights is you need to be as, as active as I am. <laughs> Financially, it's not a burden on me. So you need to take the time out, which is a burden on me because he's a young man and he needs his dad, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was fighting for my rights. I needed to see my children. So yeah. we were on the same coin, just different sides of it. Yeah. I, um, I had to pay in order to, to see. And it wasn't even, like I said, it wasn't about the money. I was willing to pay more. I had to go get a lawyer and all this take off work and all these other things just to make her act right. Like, look, I want to see, you know, my daughters and my son, I need to see them. Mm-hmm. For you to just take my money and take my kid and say, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I'm a custodial parent. That's not right. That's not fair. Absolutely. Because like you say, it's not about the money. It's about the time. So I get it. I absolutely get it. Earl, you and I have exchanged a lot of different war stories uh, going back and forth in court when it came to child support. And I'm kind of on that side as well. I I was in a position to where I hadn't seen my son and daughter for months. And I have absolutely no power. There's nothing that I could do until I was able to pay for an attorney, pay for court costs and fees. We had to do all these different sit downs with her attorney and then back and forth. It was just, it was just a rat race. It just, you kind of trying to understand what it is that, why is it that you have to come out of the pocket and pay so much money just to get what it is that you, you deserve in the first place. Like I'm, I'm trying to be a father. I want to be active in my child's life. And in order to do so, I have to pay to do so. And pretty much that's what you're saying. I have to pay in order to be a father. Is that, is that the message that child support is sending? Is that, is that ultimately what child support is for a you're paying for her to kind of be in alignment with the parenting time guidelines you're paying for for some kind of court to be monitoring her so that you're somewhat safe because really you're paying for all these things you you if and if you don't pay do you not deserve to see your children so that's what that's where the confusion for me comes into like what what is it that we're trying to uh what are we trying to do here I think you have to pay for a mediation. Uh, this is warfare. It is sad, but it is. Like you said, we exchange war stories. And oftentimes people will take whatever your weakness is and hold it against you in times of war. Oh, they got a chink in the, in the armor. Let me attack at this point. You want to see your child? I'm going to remove the child from you. I'm going to hold them ransom until you meet my list of demands. And that's kind of what it is. So in order for your for you to get your visitation and for them to get some kind of act right, somebody has to come in and get everybody in the line. And I felt like that that was what was needed. Now, it sucked because we as humans should be able to come to some type of agreement, but oftentimes we can't. And as long as you're passionate about wanting to see your kids and they're passionate about whatever they're passionate about, and a lot of times that passion comes from pain. They're upset with you. They're mad at you. So I'm going to do whatever it is to ultimately hurt you. Because I believe if, like like Paradise said, she just wanted her uh, child's fathers to be active in the life. Unfortunately, there's no court that can make that happen. It's yeah. not. It's there's not. no court that's going to be like, they're going to say, you can pay, but you, if you get them, that's up to you. But as, and it but sucks. As, but as a father, why does my weakness have to be the love for my child? Because it's warfare for them. They They view you and I as the enemy. Yes. For whatever reason. I would say the courts do it so much, which I think is truly just to to keep a system going. Um, Women 
it depends on what community you coming from but i would say just ultimately when a relationship goes bad of course we hold the kids above the man's head uh depending on how you was raised and whatnot i know a lot of phenomenal fathers who i've watched go to court and do the same thing that you individuals have done and it's unfair and it doesn't make sense to me i don't know how some woman will want to keep their children from the man like mm -hmm. it just does not make sense to me because ultimately I was a child that was kept from my dad or told different stories like he's going to take you away and you don't want to go with him because he ain't going to bring you back those different things and that wasn't the truth you know but I still love my dad with all my heart and he's still not a active great father but no matter what I'm a, I love my dad it's my dad that I know is my father that I'm told is my father so whatever he did to the individuals as my grandmother or my my mother it doesn't affect me and I think a lot of people if you didn't feel that your own self as a child you won't understand that what you're doing is not hurting the dad is greater on our children um, at, look at me. I'm a mother with seven children by seven different men because, first of all, I was looking for love in all the wrong places because my father wasn't there. Fathers are very important to be present in their child's life. And we got to step outside of the uh, I'm mad at him or I don't want him no more. Now, there is dads that are wrong that we have had hurt from which is where i feel like child support should definitely come into place when a man leaves you and go build a family with another woman and maybe she has kids already or they have more kids on their own and he neglects your child i do believe or child support should be ordered then because it's disrespectful it's it's not that it hurts me or hurts the individual it's just disrespectful how you you will go and start another family and just neglect your child so if it's by force that we have to go to child support in those cases where a man is just being malicious absolutely but i still don't feel um, that is very fair that the dads who want and that are coming to court and they're coming with the lawyer and they're fighting for their children, they're the ones that's having it the hardest. These dads who come in there who can't even give you any reason why I can't get my kid and I don't even have a job or I can't give you a reason why I won't help and I don't have a job, they get they get off with everything. Like they literally, they do not get the hard handle like at all. You know, so, and you get moms or dads who come in there and they're pleading for the child's sake and the courts still don't get it. So I've been on both ends. I've been on the end where, you know, I, um, I've um i always been a person that like, I don't care if you make them pay child support or not, come and get the kids for me. I'm a person that need time for myself. I have raised this child by myself. So I'm begging you to take your child. Then I've seen my own great friends who, were, who took care of their kids, even with child support. I'm talking about $300 a week on each child working he still provides the clothes the shoes basketball like pick up drop off all of that and he still has to pay this woman 300 for each one of the children and he's not stopped or went short less he did not do anything because of the situation but he still had to pay a lawyer when he's showing them i'm doing everything so i don't believe in child support because what is it really there for like what what are you proving to them when you're putting child support there because the dads who are doing it right they're not being awarded correctly for it. No. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I, I agree a thousand percent. And as a as someone that has gone in, up, and through uh, child support court <laughs> on several different occasions, um, let, let's really, let's break it down. What is this child support for? It's supposedly supposed to be for the kids, right? It's supposed to be to take care of the children, right? When in all actuality, um, just from experience, from the times I go to court, we got mediation dealing with uh, the co-parent and the two attorneys, which costs money. Then when you go in and you're dealing with custody issues, then, well, at least I know in the state of Indiana, because I know it differs from state to state, but within the state of Indiana, those children have to go to some type of therapist and talk to the therapist individually. So you're taking the children at young ages now and you're asking them all kinds of questions that we as parents aren't privy to. We don't know what it is they're asking them. We're not even allowed to be in there with them when they're talking to them. So the court gets to enter our lives in this very uh, you know, close-knit type way as if they care when you, know, you and I know that's just not the case. They just want to enter our lives and come into a situation to where it's, it just divides the family. And to tell you honestly, God, truth, when you get done with that whole situation, everyone's hurt everyone's hurting the situation we're, we're playing tug of war with the children we're trying to figure out what's best for the children um as a father you just want your rights you just want to be able to be in your children's lives without any extra stuff you know a lot of times sometimes 
mom is going through a situation where maybe she's just trying to make it. Maybe she's being, you know, vindictive. Maybe she's angry and upset and she's taking it out on you any way that she can. You know, it's it's just, it's horrible. And just like Paradise was just saying, um, going in court, they'll specifically almost tell you in court, you know, hey man, you're kind of here taking the brunt of it for the for the fathers that don't take care of their kids. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. go in there and they just, they haul off and put their whole size 13 in your behind. The minute you walk through the door, they're telling you how you ain't you ain't nothing, and you know you need to come. If you end up having to go to the to the, it's a window, and if you go pay manually without them taking to the out, clerks, yeah, yes, to the clerk. go see the clerk. Man, look, <laughs> bro, it's a whole inconvenience in her. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like this. Like, hey, look, we gonna find about ten baby mamas. We gonna put them all behind these glasses. Like, yeah, come on over here, come down here. And pay this money and, and deal with these attitudes and these people looking at you sideways and crazy, man. It's an awful, awful feeling, man. It's it feels like you have no rights, you have no control, and you know they just kind of go through your family, take every dime out of your pocket, and when you're through, they want to kind of try to get you to feel like you know you've been done fairly when you know that's not the case. It's not the case at all. And the kids, everybody needs therapy after it's said and done. Everybody needs it. <laughs> we all need therapy when it's said and done. Because it's a, man, it is a, 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 it's a long, arduous, difficult process. And to go through it several different times takes its toll on a family and tears families apart. That's yeah. basically what it does. Um, you know, I, and I'm not sitting here telling you that I don't feel like that there's no room or no space for child support period that's not true but i do stand in line um, where i see some kind of reform is needed some kind of change is needed uh in the system because the way it's structured right now uh it doesn't do our community a bit of good it just doesn't i don't i can't see it like what do you think about it earl you've had your experiences with it as well what do you when you look at it you know when you take a step back you know and look behind you at the things that you've had to deal with what do you feel about it now like I said, it, it was a necessary evil in my um in my case. I had to go to court. Um, first time I went to court, I tried to go by myself without any um legal representation, and they laughed me right out the courtroom. Um, but then they they put me on game. They was like, "Oh, you have to go get a lawyer. You have to go do this. You have to spend money in this unjust system to get some justice." It, it's sad, but it is what it is. So I knocked myself off. You know. Stacked my bread, went and got a lawyer. My lawyer, he got me He got me what I needed. I could have just kept paying child support and not seen, you know, my kids like I felt like I should have. But once I read and started seeing all these rights and trying to take it to them and trying to be reasonable adults, like, hey, it says it right here. I'm entitled to X, Y, and Z. But they like, yeah, that's only when they want to. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not playing by this game because I have to pay child support. They take it. They don't. I'm not paying it. They're taking it out of my check. So I need some act right from you. So I, you know, it was a necessary evil for me. I feel like I'm rambling on, but it just it had to happen. So I had to pay that money, yeah. and I got some act right. And I've been. It's been better. I won't say that it's cool. You I know, say because it, whenever it, it, they get it a everything, yeah, I don't, absolutely it, not. It, it, not. <laughs> it just cranked it up. Like, oh, okay, yeah. you gonna take me to court? Yeah. All right. So now I'm just gonna do this, and there there will be no, you know, they they started playing within the boundaries, but then it was just new sets of problems. Okay, I'm not gonna do her hair. I'm not gonna send this. I'm not gonna do that. Oh, you want to take her for a vacation? Okay, good luck with that. I'm not providing anything. Like they wouldn't even bring them to my house. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Anything yeah. extra that I needed? Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely have to go and I'm gonna have to get up early. I'm gonna have to go do this. I'm gonna have to do that. They didn't make anything easy after the child support uh, thing. But at least I was getting those rights, you know, able to claim the kids on the uh, taxes, um, getting them for their birthdays and stuff like that. Little things that I didn't feel like I was even entitled to. The court was like, no, you're entitled to this and you're supposed to get these things. And if she gets out of pocket, then we can come back. But guess what? You got to pay more money you to come see a judge to, to get back. them to act right. You got to pay some so, money in order to come back. Like, yeah, you know, you, you can hold her accountable. For a nominal fee. Like, come yes, on, exactly. up. I got some more money, you know, come on, pay the attorney, pay the court costs and fees. We we got this faded. Uh, it's like something... suing a homeless person. Like, okay, you want a lawsuit, but good luck getting that money. What are you yeah. going to get it from? 
what it is that I specifically don't understand and I hear from a lot of fathers is the fact that when when the when the mother and the father are together and we have this child, we know off of what type of budget that we are dealing with. You and I know like, okay, you know, we gonna send our child to this particular school. We gonna buy our kids these particular clothes. We gonna stay within the budget because we're both living off of the budget. So when you, it seems like after the breakup, she don't care nothing about your budget. Like, look, <laughs> you gotta pay this, this, this. You gotta pay five hundred dollars, four hundred dollars a week. Like, I can't even survive off of that. And then we when you put it we were together. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. When we was together, we wouldn't even thought about that. Like, no, he needs to go to private school. He needs the best this, the best that. Now all of a sudden, it's the best of everything, knowing that you or I can afford any of those things. And it just kind of puts you in a situation as the father, it's a lose-lose situation. When I first became a father and our kids were really young, child support puts you in so much of a hole that you find yourself either trying to work it out, work your way out of it or dodge it. And I never dodged it. I just did what I had to do. So I worked morning, noon, and night, 12-hour days, second jobs, all kind of different stuff just so I can survive. Just like Earl, what you're saying, it's not like when you get your kids, when you do get visitation, that they come in with clothes and food and all the different things that you need to take care of them. No, you still have to provide these things. So within the term of you're working your butt off, you're still being told by the co-parent, you don't even have time for the kids. You don't even, you're, you're always gone. You're always this, you're always that. It's just such a heavy burden as a father at that juncture of my life that I remember that I'm just fighting the air. I'm fighting everything just to be a dad. I've, I've never said any true words other than just because your kids are born doesn't mean that you feel like, like, oh, I'm a dad now. Like, no, like I've never worked harder for a title in my life as far as the father is concerned. Yeah, I agree 100%. But I mean, <clears throat> would you change anything? No, no, no. Because because yeah. now on the other side of it, things are looking better, but hell, they they're grown you know like kids are older now we're we're out of that aspect of things and i had to fight for things to be even decent like they are now and, and doing well now but i'll never forget that uh how i felt uh, i felt less than a man less than a father um, because i wasn't around like i needed to i was stuck on second shift working 12-hour days working second jobs just like i said to keep my head above water but it limited the time that I could have with my kids. So what was more important at the time for myself as a father, the time that I needed to be with my kids at that very important age or doing everything I could not to just take care of them, but to pay child support specifically. Because I started off in the hole. I started off in arrears. And that's, a lot of, does. that's what I'm saying. That's a lot of father's story. And then when you put in that situation, all of a sudden you're a horrible father because you're not around like you need to be, but you're somewhere. Who says though? Who says you're a horrible father? I mean, oh. you're exchanging money for memories. The kids don't understand that. No. It's not the no. mother's duty to explain that to them. But when they get of age, like they are now, you can explain, say, hey, I, I miss those ballerina, right. you know, dance Soccer games. Events, yeah. Soccer yeah. games. I was on the clock. But as they start clocking in, they're going to realize like, oh, that's why dad wasn't there. It's a it's a long game. It's not the short game. I'm yeah. like, like if we were born with money, this we wouldn't be having these conversations. But we have to do things. We have to figure things out. We gotta hustle, bustle. We still hustling, bustling, just to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, at that young age, they might have wanted, you know, a whole lot of little things. Now they want iPhones and MacBooks and like I'm still out here grinding because mm-hmm. I gotta somebody's gotta get it. Somebody's so what about the moms it. that, you know, say for myself? You know, I I battle with the same feeling that the dads that I'm with my children every day, but I still have to work and I missed a lot of things trying to provide for them. So, you know, would you feel like it was different if you had custody over the children? I always fought for that. I always wanted that. Um, I know it still would have been difficult because I see single mothers out here doing all of it and doing it all. So I get the aspect of how difficult that is but like i've always wanted i've i was afforded um to wake up every single morning and see my mother and father uh every single morning it wasn't a morning that i didn't and i always wanted to give that to my kids and it's hurtful that i wasn't able to do that 
and mm -hmm. or just the fact that I missed as much as I did when they were younger. So maybe I feel like I wouldn't have missed as much as they if they were with me every day. If I was the custodial parent, um, mm -hmm. I was fighting for that. I was hoping for that. Uh, was never able to gain that. Uh, but now on the other side of it, like I said, I get to see them whenever I want, and they're with me all the time. Now. Yeah. Let's do this Black Business Corner, man. Or you got any businesses you want to shout out, man? Anybody you want to give any love to? Uh, absolutely. Yesterday, I had the uh, pleasure of uh, hanging out with a couple old buddies from work. We uh, checked out Blankus Luxury Lounge, a pretty cool spot at uh, 501 North College Avenue here in Indy. Uh, food was real good. Um, they had an event going on upstairs, had a DJ. It sounded like they was having a good time. Um, real nice spot, kind of off of Mass Ave. So if anybody's near downtown Mass Ave area, check them out. Real good. I've been wanting to go there, Luxury Lounge. Yeah, I've been wanting to check them out, man. Food was A1, everything was good. Yeah, food was pretty good. I uh, met the chef, it was real nice. I will say they were understaffed, but you know, I, we, we packed our patients and yeah. you know, they took care of us. So yeah. it was all good. Let's give, these black, let's give these black businesses some grace. We're trying to get it together. We're trying to learn. We're getting it together. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. Good deal. Okay. Uh, myself, i like to uh, shout out uh, my own black business, Actual Air Solutions. Um, we're kind of venturing off into a different aspect of things. At first, we were just doing uh, dryer vent and air vent cleaning. Uh, tis the season to get all that done. You know, if you're just now turning on your heat or you have already done so and you want to get that cleaned in your home or in, in your business actual air solutions give us a holler give us a call at 317-500-4349 uh, we just started doing some different things we just started adding cleaning um, small businesses to our repertoire as well as well we're cleaning office spaces uh, medical dental vision facilities daycare facilities banks uh, residential apartment buildings uh, power washing, you name it, we do it. Give us a holler, Actual Air Solutions. We care about your air. Give us a holler, man. We'll get you together. What about you, Paradise? What do you got? Um, I guess I wasn't prepared for this side, so I'll shout out myself. Um, pretty passionate right. nonprofit. We support teen mothers and fathers 10 to 18 with little to no adult supervision. Of course, we've just partnered with Firm Fatherhood, so we're focused on our fathers, our reentry fathers, or just fathers in general who want to come out and have a powwow with the men. Mm -hmm. Um, we are located at 3421 North Park Avenue. Um, our office is open um, by, um, sorry, appointment only at the moment. And then we're open on the weekends as well. Um, come and look at, uh, check us out, donate, um, or come and just sit in a meeting and see how we um, work with our community to make it brighter and give our kids um, a second chance at a sustainable life. So I've got to right. Uh, paradise uh, in action at, at pretty paradise hands she is out here doing work doing God's work come and check her out look her up uh, she's on uh, Facebook she is on Instagram she is on TikTok uh, I'm sure you can find a calendar on there as well check out some of the events that she's having uh, she's got something going on at least every week this is the busiest woman that I know <laughs> something going on at that place and it's something for the community it's something great for us check her out support her do whatever you need to do and just like she said Firm Fatherhood has partnered with her and we are doing a, a Father and Me series we are doing that monthly next one will be called Choose Wisely our first one was uh, what was our first one, Earl? Um, um, Faces of Fatherhood. Faces yep. of Fatherhood was our very first one. Uh, so please give, come on out, uh, take a look at the calendar, check out all the social media sites uh, that Paradise is on, uh, and it'll show you everything you need to know. Uh, and we'll be on there monthly. So check her out. She's doing great work. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, support, man. I, I get really passionate when I get to talking about. Uh, some of the things that I've I've dealt with and that I've put myself through in the past when it comes to child support. Um, we kind of went round and round about some of our experiences with child support, but now that we kind of coming around to being with it, what are some of the things that we can do to 
to change this? Is this something that we can make better? Is this something that we can change about child support? Um, Earl, is there, is there any suggestions or anything that we can do possibly to kind of uh, make this a little bit easier for both parties instead of making it so heavily one-sided um, and, and not making it a punishment of some sort? I think first you need to choose wisely. <laughs> I see what you did. Make sure that person that you are laying down with, you know, is y'all on the right path. Y'all got, you know, y'all morals are aligned. Uh, that's the biggest thing that we can do. You know, take care and do that pre preventive maintenance. Right. Because you hate to get into a situation where you're raising a, a child or and you don't even like the, the co-parent. That's, oh, that's a man. horrible feeling to be oh, in to try to Dude. humble yourself and do things to you know get in alignment with them and everything that they're throwing or everything that you're throwing at them they're throwing it right back at you you know right. so um that's step one just be careful who you you know choose to mate with it's the biggest decision that you can make in your life is who you choose to have kids with Absolutely. you can always divorce you know but mm -hmm. you, you can't undo who you have that child with right as far as the system goes um you got to find that 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 gray area. I mean, it may be uncomfortable for men and women, but you got to come to terms and see that the child is the 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 goal. Right. You know, you want to raise better children than we were. Then you know, and um, I don't know as far as getting you know people involved and stuff like that. It, it's a messy situation. It, to me, it should be a last resort going to child support you tried everything that you could and it's just not happening then you get them folks involved in your business um, if you absolutely have to there needs to be some reform there needs to be some type of um, guidelines i think that they can do more because like paradise said once they get the money they kind of like all right y'all figure it out they need to decide hey is he doing this is he going above and beyond is she meeting the standards is the money that the uh, non-custodial parent is putting in, is it being matched by the custodial parent? You know, there needs to be some type of guidelines, a better guidelines that will um, set that child up or that family up for the future. But right now, I think there is, there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, they got to do a better job case by case, I think. You know, I think they almost kind of look at it like, okay, well, if X, Y, Z, then it's not a formula for everything. It's not an algebra, you know, brick or formula or equation to get these things going. They need to go case by case and see exactly what the mother needs, what the father needs, see where those provides, those wants and needs are lined up. And if there's any gaps, then that's when they need to fill it. But for them to just blanketly and say, you know, you're going to pay, you know, X percentage of this check and you're going to give it to the mother. And that's it. That's not enough. They need to do more. I don't know what that more is or what, you know, they can do, but I think that they need to look more on a case-by-case -case individual basis in, inside the family. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, I tend to think that this is a situation where, where we're talking about relationships. And when you look around within our community, you have a lot of trauma um that's tied to broken relationships so um if you talk to anybody they'll tell you about all kind of different broken relationships within their family um but you know with with friends with people we get into these relationships where we think we love these people you know <laughs> we love these people dirty draws and it, it's the truest thing that's ever said that it's such a thin line between love and hate because on the other side of that, it's like you'll you'll act like like I I never knew this person like I never knew that all this anger and hostility and hate can come from another individual dealing with some something that we made in a loving manner or in a loving way like you just don't understand how you even got there. So if we kind of can get to a situation to where as we can tend to our relationships and learn how to mend those things ourselves. Because truth be told, you don't have to spend anywhere near as much money as you do in a court process. Your co-parent, you know, she can go get an attorney, you can go get an attorney, and you can go have a seat somewhere and you can get that piece of paper notar notarized 
and you got a binding agreement between two people. You don't need a thousand people within your business. You don't need the court relegating everything that you're doing. That really isn't needed. If you guys can come to some kind of mutual understanding and agreement with, with two parties that can notarize that agreement or that document, you have a binding agreement to do whatever it is you need to do. You don't have to be best friends. You don't have to be holding hands and skipping through the meadow. You just have to come to terms with what is best for your child. And that's really what you want to do. But court seems to be that thing. Child support court seems to be that thing that is a punishment. Like, like I'm going to drag you through court and you literally feel dragged after the entire process is done and over with. So uh, what about you, Paradise? What do you think are some solutions that we can come to, uh, if if any, to, to make this process better and, um, you know, for, for both parties, for all parties involved? Um, just to piggyback off of what both of you guys said, I mean, that's just number one, coming to an agreement, choosing wisely who you, you know, have your children with. But I had come, um, you know, I had a situation where I had to battle in court for my children at one point in time with their grandmother and she had lawyers. And, you know, I spoke to you about this, that I don't believe lawyers are always the answer either. Mm-hmm. I think that it depends on who judges in front of you and how long this has been um, you know, drawn out and how the battle is going. But for a person on the end that is fighting, I think when you go into court and you're intentional on um, what I'm here to address is my rights to my child. Not that this woman's bad or this man is bad or this is the way I want things, but actually for my child's sake, I think the courts are able to hear you then. Mm-hmm. So, but I know it's a lot more difficult because the women always have the upper hand. If we look at it, they're going to court. They don't need a lawyer because the judge is automatically on their side because we brought you to court. You know, that's right. just, that that right there needs to change. If a woman wants to bring a man to court, why don't she have a lawyer too? Right. You know, right. It's always she comes in and she don't need no lawyer. You got to have a come in there and get a lawyer to defend yourself. But what about what makes her right? What makes that because we're guilty? Right? We're guilty until proven innocent. That's what you it felt like I mean? when I went to court. Oh, that's- yeah, that's the first yeah. thing I think should go out the window, that if he got to have a lawyer, she needs to have somebody defending her story as well. Just because the child is with her and just because she the mom does not mean that everything she say is valid. That's right. what I believe should change. Um, another thing is, why do men have to pay child support? Some cases, a woman does not need a child support. If you're at home, you on Section 8, you get food stamps, you're not working, you don't need child support, ma'am. Like, that's just the way I feel about it because you don't because why he got to go out and work or, you know, do anything different. Like we said earlier, why does he have to do things that you wasn't doing before y'all separated? If he okay. was in the house with you on Section 8 all this time, now you mad. Now you want him to pay child support. He, y'all, neither one of y'all was doing nothing before. So that's one thing I think should change as well. It's like, what was going on before we got into this courtroom? Was everything okay then or was y'all living on six figures? That's something I think that they should change as well. And a woman should have to bring forth as much as the father does. Um, For me, I have seven children, but I love all my kids the same. And I, I care for all my kids the same. I budget for all my kids the same. And I budget that if nobody else is taking care of them but me, they're going to be taken care of. But again, if I got six kids, then my child's father shouldn't be supporting me and all of my kids. He should be supporting that child that he has. I've seen situations where a woman will just milk him just because she can and she's sitting at home. And it's just crazy. Like I said, I have my own opinion. That could be a whole nother podcast (laughs) about that, (laughs) uh, about this closing. But I think the number one is treat both parties the same. Treat each other as you want to be treated. And I think the justice system needs to stop looking at the old, the custodial parent shame or pity them, but pity both sides until they both can prove themselves. Um, I think some justice can be done there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's you made a really good point. Um, you said something about the situation with uh if someone is getting food stamps and uh, uh CCDF and all the different things, but see, I think that's where the third party comes into play because once the state steps in and start giving all those different uh, programs and giving you all that stuff, now that state feels like they are owed, somebody's got to pay for the fact that we're paying for her to get all these different programs. And that's when the state comes from after us. So they'll tell you, yeah, we'll sign you up for these programs, but we need to know dad's name. We need to know where dad works at. We need to know dad's social security number. They need to hold mom accountable too, because they still let her 
sit there and don't have to do anything. Why don't she have to do anything? And I only say this because any anybody who's listening to this can Google me and look up. I have been working since I was 15 with my kids. You know, I've been taking care of my kids. I didn't get Section 8. Yeah, of course, I had food stamps while I did, but I hustled to get to a level where I, I'm not going to just be like, you know, bashing or talking down on nobody. I would love for my children's fathers to help me and support and stuff. But I do think this 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 talk is about the women who are really taking advantage of men and are using child support to their disadvantage. I want everybody to understand that where it's coming from when I'm having this side of the conversation, not right. for the moms who are doing what they're supposed to and child support has to be done, but the moms who are taking advantage and just bringing a man down because he's not with her, that no, it needs to be a reevaluation there. Absolutely. I want to draw some uh, statistics real quick. Um, 76% of fathers of at least one child under the age of 19 <clears throat> um, support their children. 9% of fathers contribute once in a while. 15% don't contribute at all. All right. So 76% that's passing for fathers who pay their child support, whatever mm -hmm. the court orders. But if you walk into any beauty shop across America, the overwhelming <laughs> majority is I'm not getting nothing. And then the minority say, I'm only getting a little bit. Yeah, but the is. flip side of that, I did some more research mm -hmm. of women who have to pay child support. Uh, hold on, let me get my facts right. Uh, a study done in 2011 shows that 32% of custodial fathers didn't receive any child support at all nothing on top of that women historically are asked to pay less when they're the non-custodial parent this is grossly like egregious <laughs> like come on they're not even held to the same standards and then they're not even paying what they're supposed to no. but the conversation that we have across america is my baby daddy don't pay child support or what he do pay it ain't nothing that it ain't, ain't enough it ain't nothing it ain't worth going to court for it ain't right this. it ain't that yeah, you know, oh my goodness, yeah, that, that brings back all kind of horrible memories, man. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, it's a it's rhetoric that just keeps going on and on and on, and you know, uh, that's I think that's why we fit in this space as firm fatherhood is concerned. Um, one another thing that I guess I want to throw in the pot as a father and talking to other fathers out there is, look, man, know your rights, know what you are entitled to. Know what it is that you got coming to you. Like it's so many things that I was made aware after the fact. Even my attorney didn't tell me or teach me certain things that I knew that I was entitled to. It wasn't until my third attorney till I felt like I actually got some traction on my case or got any type of uh, of fairness as far as you know the things that I was going to court for and and what I was fighting for. So make yourself aware as a father of everything that you are entitled to as a father and know all your rights, man. You you don't have to deal with that stuff. Now, I'm not going to sit here and candy coat things for you and let you know or tell you that, yeah, this is going to be easy because it's not. It's not a situation to where, you know, things going to be handed to you. Somebody's going to just kind of tap you on the shoulder like, hey, she can't do that. Let me tell you all the things that you're entitled. Like, no one ever <laughs> did that. No one ever did that. It was always a fight. It was always a uh uh, a horrible fight, a back and forth, uh, and I've always learned, at least through this process, through trial and error, you know, so I'm letting you guys know you don't have to go through that type of stuff. Um, we are working now um, to try to get the resources that we need to help fathers out there to be able to speak to someone that can help them uh, in a legal way and, and kind of steer you and show you, point you in the right direction of what it is that you need and how you need to get your ducks in a row to be able to fight for your child and be there for them um, so you don't feel like you're alienated and you know you you have no hope because a lot of times through the things that we've dealt with that's how it felt that, that's really how it felt so i want to pose a question real quick um mm -hmm. how do you guys feel about um someone paying child support for a child they didn't want Mm. I know it's kind of late in the podcast. I ain't mean to yeah, throw you, this you out there. Trying to start a whole other uh, podcast. I mean, we can just. I'm gonna I'm let that marinate for a little bit. You know. <laughs> so what you're saying is, um, the father said prior to uh, father or mother, or mother, or father or the mother said, you know, I don't really want this child, but here we go. We had it. Now who's responsible? 
that's going to be like a lie detector test kind of thing because how do we know that they said they didn't want the child? Y'all ain't using preventable decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, damn if you do, damn if you don't, shame on you kind of thing because if a man don't want it, you need to strap it up. You can't believe a woman if she say, I'm on birth control. And you can't believe yeah. a man if he say, I'm fixed. So yeah, and, and I'm not up on all of it. And maybe I should be, but if I'm not, un, if I'm not mistaken, some laws have changed. Is abortion legal now here in Indiana anymore? Is it not legal here in, in, anymore? I think like, it's legal, but it's like something I don't even know. Yeah, don't yeah know. they got some new stipulations and uh, rules to what you can and cannot do. I'm not uh, savvy or abreast upon that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So, so that's not even when that used to be an option. That's not an option. Not to choose wisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this is a whole nother conversation. That was just off the wall for me. But yeah, I would just <laughs> choose wisely. Yeah. But I mean, I have been in situations and seen some nasty situations like that. And I mean, if you just got to think of which way it's coming from, you can also give that child get right to sign your rights over then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want to do. Ultimately, that type of thing. I even say the same mm -hmm. thing with fathers who, you know, don't want to be there, or mothers who don't want to be there. And I got friends who have given their children to the fathers. Um, sign your rights over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to save you a lot of time. It probably ain't the ideal because I think myself personally, it's a coward move because you lay down and you made this kid like you know what you were doing. We're adults. Yeah. At the end of the day, these are decisions and that happens. I will always say, and like I've always done, I just give thanks to God that my grandmother raised me right. I've never had confrontations with my children's fathers. So I don't fight over child support because I knew they wasn't, I don't know if they if I can cuss on here, but I knew they wasn't anything before I met them. Together, it ain't like we was living the great life and we had it going on. So like I left them where I met them. And my expectations ain't no higher than what it was when we made a baby. Yes, I was dumb then. But, I mean, what do you expect for somebody who you got to remind to do stuff or whatever? Like, that's a personal hit that we take, and it's choosing wisely. Now, when it comes to age, like I tell my teenagers, we're young, and we don't know what's going on. And until somebody is teaching us and guiding us right, we will make mistakes. And ultimately, you have to deal with that when you have a child at a young age. Because like we said, you can't exchange that back out. That is there. That's what happens. But you learn as you move forward. Let me make a better decision when I'm laying with this man. But also, as you know, the older ones, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what you're doing. And yeah. ultimately, child support is not the way to fix anything. It is not the ultimate fixer. I mean, it destroys families, if you ask me. It's taken away from our children and them good years because like I have mentioned to you before, once we get in that age where we're mature, you're going to be like, I wasted all that time doing that. Our kid's going to turn 18 one day and we're not even going to care no more. And the people who do, you're miserable. Like women who are 35 still trying to get child support. For, I mean, got 35-year-old kids waiting for their back child support. Like you're miserable. Like seriously, like... I don't agree with that. It's so wrong. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. So I can go on again another way. With that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. People just need to, if you provide, if you have children on this earth, you need to know that you need to take care of your children because one day the government is going to shut down and child support is not going to exist. What you going to do? Hey. And it's people that come from all around the world. America is just that great this great space that we have the opportunity and the privilege to have a system that's made like this, but there's a lot of other places where you ain't getting no child support. No you ain't getting no food stamps. You're not going to get this. So if maybe we had those rules intact as well, things will change, but choose wisely is what I would say. Close Absolutely. Absolutely. Another small caveat. So um, what about the women? And I, and I see this a lot as well. I, you know, no lie. What about the women that don't put their child's fathers on child support and are supportive of the father, but the fathers aren't doing anything, like anything? So we at Firm Fatherhood, you know, we stand behind being accountable for your actions. You know, we can sit here all day 
and uh and bitch and moan about child support we can complain about it and complain about the procedures and the things that you got to go through but in all actuality just like paradise said hey we're all adults and we understand we laid down and we made these babies and we got to do what we got to do to take care of these babies but there are a lot of fathers out there that have the support of the mother and have the support of the fact that they're not going to file any kind of child support charges on them and they don't have to deal with that at all and those are the ones that don't do anything. They don't do anything. And going, having gone through all that stuff, I, I mean, I ain't no love lost for me. I don't, you know, you you can't you can't give me an excuse to where you're not doing what you're supposed to do because you got someone that's willing to work with you. And that's that's the entire war right there. Just having someone that's willing to meet you halfway, willing to work with you, and shares the still same idea of you, like, yeah, I don't want these people all up in my business, all up in my family you and I made this baby let's figure this out together and that's the way it should be but mm -hmm. in in both cases when you got um a disgruntled uh baby mother that's trying to drag you through the mud and then when you got a father a baby father that ain't trying to do nothing you know yeah. I think it's messing it up for everybody in all actuality mm -hmm. you know? it's a lot of bad apples in a batch that ruin it for the good and the bad you can't lump everybody up like everybody who's on child support isn't doing you know they're not going above and beyond. Some yeah. people just meet the medium. That's what you. Yeah. That's what yeah. I gotta do. That I'm, I'm not, not coming to get the Christmas present. I'm just I'm not doing yeah. nothing. Nothing <laughs> extra. Yeah. This is yeah. it. This is all I got. And then you got those other people who like, okay, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do you no know, more. Right. But like you said, trying to find somebody who's in agreement and they worked well together is a rarity, I think, because if they were working well together, a lot of times they would still be living together. Mm. You know making those decisions together. <clears throat> Sometimes, like you said, there was nothing in the household and now you want me to pay this million dollar ransom. No, I'm right. not doing that. Right. Because right. now you have new expectations. You was driving an old four Honda Accord when we met. Right. Now you want this Bentley. No, we're not doing that. I'm not paying yeah. your car note. Yeah, You're not right. moving out the projects on my child support. Yeah, That's not right. fair. Now you want the best of the best. Now all of a sudden right. you can't agree on what's best for the child at all. Now... Now, hey, I need this and I need that. Like it's it's just or man, even if we was in agreement and the money it. was matching, it would be cool. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. If your 50 and my 50 equals 100, cool, but I can't bring 75 and you taking a hundred percent. No, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Only thing I would say about that is like um I mentioned earlier, if a man knows that he was the provider for this woman and her children and he gave her that option that I'm mm -hmm. stay at home mom i'm this i'm that maybe y'all try to work everything out and it's just not working you can't walk away from somewhere where you know this woman has not worked for the past 10 years raising your kids right and you now want to walk out and not give her anything that's bullshit right i think those dads need to step up and say hey i'll give you a year where i'm gonna continue to do this and if that woman wants to get out of that situation, she's going to step up on her two feet and take care of herself and level up out of that. But I don't think a man should walk out of a situation that you knew you were providing for. Right. But right. what if the man walks out of that situation and say, hey, I want the kids? That's fine, too. I mean, I don't know how the mom would feel about it. But in that situation, again, either you step up and provide them for, provide for them yourself or give him the kids to provide for. I mean... But a lot of women or a lot of co-parents will say, no, nah, you can leave, but this is my leverage and I'm not giving it up. Hey, We've all seen it's, it, Liar Liar, the movie it, Liar Liar. She was fighting that's for the bitterness. Kid. That's the bitterness. So then again, I, I, I say again, then you go into court because your feelings are hurt. You're not going to court about the yeah. children. And that's right. where the problem lies for me. For me, it was no need for me to go to court with any of my kids' fathers because their $25 is not worthy of me embarrassing myself to go ask you for $25. Honey, I'll work 17 extra hours a week before I ask you for $25 <laughs> because I know that you couldn't even give me what I needed when we was together. Like, So I'm not about to break up and even do... It's just a waste of time. Um even if he was a wealthy man, I'm not about to beg you to do something that God knows in your heart you're supposed to do. It's just something that is, just doesn't sit well with me. I've been fortunate to always know that I put my children first every day. They are the first when I wake up and when the first when I go to sleep. And I always know that I just ask God that each day, just let me get through to provide for them and give me the strength to do that. I don't feel like 
there's going to be a birthday or any time away from them that I will not think about my child. I spent time in prison away from my kids and I thought about my children before anything. Any person on this earth who can literally give birth to a child and be there and take that from the man, the feelings that you had or uh, the vice versa, I think it's just, it's unhumane. Like I really do believe that. Um, and I don't believe you need a court to tell you anything to be a parent if you genuinely want to be a parent, you know? No, I, I just, I don't feel that way. Like um, somebody has the right to take that from an individual, like dads that are fighting. So in your case, it's different, uh, Mr. Earl, because you had to fight for your right. The woman is wrong there. But for, for men to just, to be like abstinent or in, in the hospital, you see it where they always talk straight to the mom. What's the baby's name? What's this? What's that? Like, no, this child wasn't just made with this woman's cells. Right. Like he's the day he got the rights too. So it's just a long way where it goes back on where it starts, but who's going to advocate and who's going to step up and have them uncomfortable conversations is where I feel we're lacking. We lacking people holding people accountable like, right. and not be mad if you're uncomfortable what's what's being said what about those fathers that are hurting they hurt too you don't get to have the baby and take them home and say that's my baby no it's not yeah i yeah. wish my baby daddies wanted to take their kids believe me take them. <laughs> <laughs> i always say after one year let me get let me feed my baby let me nurture them let me you know get them to walk in baby you could take them anywhere to the girlfriend the sister grandma i don't care where you take them oh, take man. them but that first year <laughs> the child needs a mom just because they learning you know right, nature. absolutely but once yeah. they start moving you ain't got to tell me twice where you want me to bring them i'm packing up everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very important because uh in earlier shows you know, Earl, Earl I, I myself and Herman have discussed it. Like, you know, when the child's father is in the child's life, you know, a lot of things are, are able to be avoided. The percentage rates are huge as far as staying in school, staying out of jail, teen pregnancy. Like a lot of those those numbers are so much lower when dad is involved. And if you understand that and know that, why wouldn't you want to give your child the, the best chance at, at life? You know, why Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why would you purposely go against that because of some kind of anger or hostility that you have because a relationship didn't work out? We, we, we all, we have to just grow up as a community. We got to do better than that. We have to do better than that. And we can't wait until we bring that generational curse into our children's life and then try to mentor them when they doing the same thing that we right. showed them. Yeah. Right. You know, right. We got to break that. So it was right. a Right, right, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, we, you know, we're kind of trying to wind this up and and, and kind of put a little bow on this. Um, yeah, you know, in 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 the end, I'll just say child support. Um, I believe that it is needed, but I believe that the way that it is currently constructed is dangerous and destructive to our community. I think it needs immediate upheaval. I think it needs to be changed. Um, for the betterment of first the child and then the parents and uh, something just needs to be done um, so it's not tearing up families and you know it's like we're doing the dirty work ourselves we're tearing our own families up with how we are conducting ourselves out here in our community so um, sometimes for pennies yes yes in other words you know out here you got a lot of custodial parents that are uh, parenting for profit so and, and that just <clears throat> I just doesn't get it, you know. So, uh, but yeah, um, you know, boy, read that somewhere, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you? I go, like you that. Go. I'm like, I didn't even that. I like that though. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh. yeah. You gonna see, you gonna see that again. You gonna see that again. Um, but yeah, everybody, I, I want to tell, I want to thank everybody for just uh, for the support for this first season of Her Fatherhood. I appreciate everybody. Uh, Herman, man, we love you to death, man. You know, everything is cool with Herm. He's getting uh, a few things together. We coming back here season two, bigger, stronger, better. Uh, we're making some improvements and some changes to Firm Fatherhood. Please stay tuned. But uh, as far as this first season is concerned, we appreciate all the love. We appreciate everybody that's kind of reaching out. This is our season finale for Firm Fatherhood. Um, and uh, we're just on to bigger and better things. We're coming for season two. Um, you're going to see these uh, handsome faces more often. Um, so we appreciate the love. And uh, we're just building bigger and better, man. So uh, just kind of buckle up and get ready for the ride. So 
And shout out Miss Bradford for uh, being our special guest on the yeah. season finale. Yeah. She brought some jewels today. Thank you, yeah. man. Appreciate yeah. it. We appreciate Thank it. Pleasure you know, being here. I love when I'm in the room with the guys, speaking with the guys about the guys, um, because we need more women to stand up and represent the good fathers. We need more women to let it be known that. Yeah, we got some ain't shit dudes out there, but we got some wonderful, amazing fathers that are out there and they need their credit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm rooting for my dads. That's yeah. what I'm Absolutely, absolutely. You for us. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Paradise, shout, shout your thing out one more time. Shout out what you do and what we'll, we'll be uh, looking forward to in the near future. Pretty Passionate Hands, um, a nonprofit for teen mothers and fathers, building strong fathers as well, um, building our mothers to teach them to not be the parenting for, for, for profits. <laughs> um, we support teens between the ages of 10 and 18 with little to no adult supervision. We're located at um, 3241 North Park Avenue. We partner with Firm Fatherhood. Um, I look forward to 2024, really jumping off with a, a Father and Me program, partner with Firm Fatherhood, giving and building that space for our fathers, um, advocating, getting support, getting legal support, uh, childcare support, all these different things that we working on and cooking up i won't speak too much resources um, resources the things that is needed to be done through um through our community so pretty passionate hands will be behind the scenes supporting firm fatherhood 100 to make sure that our fathers got all the things that they need um in in such a time where you shouldn't have to battle but you got support um and i'm very thankful to have partnered with you guys to make a movement that is going to be huge i can see it already um and it's a pleasure to be a part of a man's a manhood you know and, uh, i appreciate being welcomed in um Everything that I say is authentic. It's 100. I'm a daddy's girl, so it shows for sure. Um, but my stepfather was my king, so he's the one who showed me what a father was. So I appreciate firm fatherhood because it's not a label on the fathers that are in this circle. As long as you hold yourself as a dad, uh, you are welcome. And I appreciate that because my father was my stepfather and he showed me all the things when he didn't have to. So I appreciate your dads out there. Hey, right on, right on. We definitely appreciate you. Again, we we trying to get this whole podcast thing on lock. Uh, we got merch coming soon, and like I said, Paradise is out here trying to help us to uh, how to uh, maneuver these non for profit streets out here. So we are coming um, to a facility to a community near you. So again, we appreciate the love. This is Firm Fatherhood. My name is Stephen Worthy. Earl Wallace. Happy holidays. Thank y'all for a beautiful season, and uh, we'll see y'all next year. We will see you season two, and we are out. Peace.